Hello, hello, I'm Colin Green and you are listening to Spike Pit. Arriving through the post yesterday, it's a good, I think, couple of months early perhaps, is a package that I've been very much looking forward to. Let's have a look. Oh, this is interesting. On the back, it actually says, an unboxing video, post on social media, do a review, tell everyone about your new hashtag RPG loot. Never seen that before. Right, so I've actually was quite prepared. Bought my scissors, but don't need them. It's got like a, a, a kind of a tear off thing. Yeah. All nicely packaged, as one would expect from the ever methodical Glyn Seal of Monkey Blood Design. And this, folks, is very exciting stuff because this is the Greater London Kickstarter booty. Let's get through this a bubble wrap. Now, if you've been listening, I'm actually on a, uh, a self-imposed purchase ban until further notice. But this doesn't count because this was a previous Kickstarter pledge. And uh, yeah, so that was money spent a little while back. So I've got here quite the bunch of goodies I'm super super stoked about this for a couple of reasons firstly I had a sneak peek preview of I think about 10 of the images um, the artwork from the book a good while back I can't remember when I did an episode on the podcast basically uh, Glyn Seal sent them to me and I, I I described them. It was quite interesting because for me, I thought, well, how am I going to tackle images on a podcast? But basically, I I just kind of rambled on and 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 talked about how the images maybe inspired me, and uh, gave, you know gave a rough description of, of their appearance, etc. But if you want to listen to that, that's in my back catalogue. I thought it was. Not too bad, you you might enjoy it if you enjoy Spike Pit. Now the other reason I'm excited to receive this is because I'm playing in John Large's Great London campaign, CSI Middlelands. You can check it out. I think he's eventually going to be editing it and putting it up on YouTube. But um, I'll find a link to the Twitch, the unedited Twitch stream that we did and i'll put that in the show notes uh, we're a bunch of ne'er-do-wells exploring this setting and having the book and the maps now is just going to get me more and more immersed all the time i need to give some thought actually i need to do a little bit of writing for that so uh, yeah note to self so what i've got in the package is midazine which is the issue two midazine. Uh, very nice. I like the midazine. L- lovely production. 
um, I won't get into that now but it's like a it's a 25 page zine plus your covers and as you'd expect very cool then we've got uh, a stack of maps I've got four four maps yeah four fold out maps and they are double sided and they are the, the various maps as you might expect for the setting so just opening up one it's a color map kind of like a, a low key subtly colored nothing garish about it muted tertiary tones yeah really nice so they that is uh let me think this is a2 they're a2 in size uh, which for our american friends is about the size of four um, us letters not quite but that that kind of size yep so it says four of them one of them the one i'm looking at is the city and its environs and then it kind of uh, then they seem to zoom in so there's a more like a this is a, a street level map here i've opened up now showing a plan view of a section of uh, great london with a view of the roofs and the the roofs have numbers on to show how many floors they've got there's a little cross-sectional diagram showing that as well and there's a load of arrows on it so i guess that suggests some sort of access because i know there's some rooftop chase rules so i guess that map is something to do with that yep and then on the back of that there's more of the, the zoomed out kind of map uh, just a quick look at this third one. Oh, this is a bit different. We've got a different map here. Oh, this is showing the sewer system. So you've got a cool map of the sewer system. Now, I'm super interested in that. I, one thing I've been meaning to do for some time is to actually get some of them old maps of places like Paris and, I don't know, Venice and... This 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 product is actually going to save me a little bit of work on that score. I'll, I'll still do that, but I've, I've got it's all ready to go here. Then we've got these. I mean, they're not laminated. I don't know what the technical. I suppose it is sort of a form of lamination, but it's um, a, not not some guy sitting at home putting stuff through his own laminator. This is part of the, the printing process. But we've got these. Um, pre-gens or you know maybe you, maybe you could call them NPCs they're, they're a series of third level characters there's six of them they're statted out for a typical D&D-esque type of uh, old school game the six stats that sort of thing I think it, it used to always be swords and wizardry I don't know I don't know um, if he's if he's changed his sort of uh, his thoughts on that. And then on the back, you've got some notes, loot, loot box, and hit point tracker in a description. 
Oh, this is interesting. Tessa Tennant. Tessa is the spokesperson of the Gardeners of Walshale. So she must be sound if she's a gardener. Yeah, I'll, I'll play that one. I'll play that character, I think. And then we've got a little card here. It's, it's, um, it's a map of a lake with a village around it, basically. So a village map with a little thank you message and like a a promotion, you know, please tell others about about my stuff from Glynn. Now, to the book itself. We've got printed inside the the covers at the back there's a map showing the different wards of Great London and in the front there's some kind of portraits of the NPCs that you get cards for with the Kickstarter. We've got then uh, we've got some coloured artwork. Um, it looks like a, a kind of a, a view of the the river and the city with some sort of like smoggy smoke and a, a bridge crossing crossing the main arterial river, which would be the Thames, but I'm not sure what it is in this. Let's jump to the contents quickly. Um, conscious, this is just an overview. I don't want to go too long. Uh, we're getting it. So in the contents, then it's uh, three pages of content. It's a detailed contents. It breaks the city into uh, a history, day versus night, lighting, uh, news, taxes, the government. Then we've got something about the laws and the city watch. Then the town defences, prisons, waste waterways and crossings uh, it is worth noting uh, Glynn does like his waterways and rivers and lakes and things like that and I've got a distinct feeling I, I meant to bring this up with him but I'm convinced he's some sort of a fisherman or angler I'm, I'm having it I'm convinced of that I need to get that squared up though I need I definitely want to know then we've got inner wards and outer wards which is a kind of a listing of the different wards and an explanation of those. Let me just flick to one of them. Yeah, so each one of those gets one, either a page or half a page. So Bishop's Gate, I think that's quite significant. That gets a whole page. Oh, yeah, and then some, okay, yeah, yeah. So Bishopsgate gets a, a page and then there's a couple of locations that look like they're within Bishopsgate that get uh, described and then you get into Blackgate and a couple of locations there. So the wards are broken down and then some explanations added in there. And just flicking through, I've noticed a pretty smart little... Uh, we're talking about the fishing and the waterways. On uh, page 25, there's a, a full colour artwork of the view from what I presume to be the bottom of the river looking up at a, a boat with a fishing line out so don't tell me you're not a fisherman not an angler Glyn because I won't believe it if if you're not an angler now you definitely was I'm having it I've got anglers in my family I know what they're like okay so then we've got something a bit about the outer wards getting more towards the country and then beyond the outer wards then uh, from page 104, you've got the 
explanation of the different structures. These are, these are related to the episode I did before, uh, the, the preview, the sneak peek. And on each of those, you've got a full color illustration of a building in a sort of a, a section view or a, or a side or front elevation. And then you've got the, uh, the plan view or like top down view with the key drawings um, reminiscent of something like first edition Warhammer or the old White Dwarf. Uh, I've, I've talked with Glyn and Glyn's talked at length about some of his influences and you can definitely see that that coming through in these drawings. Really nice, some awesome locations. Uh, then you get some writing about each one. For example, the White Crow, you get a description of its features and then there's some secrets that go with it. Dorgal's house once again you get the drawing and then the features the secrets the uh, sectional map so really cool really nice work on the structures that was what probably one, one of the things I was really looking forward to because even if I'm not using this book for a complete setting you know as Great London I can see myself pulling out some of these buildings and sprinkling them in here and there uh, and I can't believe that's not in Glynn's mind as he's designed and worked on this project. Then uh, we get some rules about above the streets, rooftop rules. Now, I'm super excited about this. Uh, and uh, John can expect in our campaign, my character is getting up on them roofs because we're going to get some of that, that rooftop chase uh, goodness going on. I love a rooftop chase. The likes of things that you might see in, uh, what was it, that James Bond where they uh, ran through the building site to, uh, chasing that guy at the beginning. I can't remember the name of the film. Uh, mm, no, it's escaped me, but uh, I do love a chase scene. And then there's that James Bond where there's a motor, there's a motorbike. There might even be the same one. He, yeah, he goes running through the building site and then gets onto like a dirt bike or something. Uh, awesome. So yeah, rooftop rules. So you've got careful mode, pursuit mode, an explanation at a map, who can use rooftops, some rules for equipment. I mean, I could go on forever. Then we, there's a summary for that. And then we get into oddities, flora and fauna. Some more catfish. Some more fish, I should say. And a man-eating mud, mud mussel, keeping on with that, uh, that watery theme. And then some magic items in a, a bestiary with a devil lure fish. <laughs> uh, he's really hit. He's really hitting the uh, really hitting the fish. The fish. Um, then we've got sewer crocodiles. Oh, sewer crocodiles! Come on, come on! You got to be a hard-hearted man if you're not tempted by this overview. Come on! And then, of course. I hadn't really considered this, but we've got some rules on organisations, guilds and groups. Just didn't even think about that. I'm really interested. I'm really into guilds and groups at the moment. Another game I'm playing in is with Kevin Madison, the Dungeon Muser. That's his YouTube channel. We've been playing some Ash. And in one of the Ash games, he's, well, actually in both of them, he's really starting to crank the handle on faction play 
I was listening to an episode of his earlier today talking about fatalities in RPGs and it occurs to me that uh, faction play is one of the ways you could uh, smooth out some of your narrative problems when dealing with um, keeping a keeping a storyline going. You know, if you're getting people dying, use you use the f- factions for a bit of continuity. But I digress. That's a whole big rabbit hole. But yeah, Kevin is using factions more and more. And here, here we've got some. Let's have a quick look there. That's page two hundred three. The gardeners of Walshale are exactly what their name suggests, gardeners. They are also something more, for although well-versed in horticultural matters, gardening is actually a secondary endeavour for them. Their primary activity consists of seeking out adventure and the weirdness of the Haven Isles, especially in Great London, where they currently reside. Apart from Broggle, who befriended them on the road south to Great London, all of the gardeners are originally from Walshale in the Western Midlands and have been friends for many years now, any tensions between them dispersing as quickly as they arise. Although the gardeners of Walshale have no appointed leader, when the need arises for a spokesperson or someone who will make the right decisions, Tessa Tennant steps forward. She is the most popular in the group as well as being respected for her physical prowess and her determination. The majority of the group seeks to preserve the word of law, but many are blind eyes turned to the actions of some of its members. I feel that if I don't address the appendices, I'll probably get lynched because this is where we find a bunch of um, random tables or quick generators as they're referred to in this book. We've got a quick generator for alley names. It's a D30, a D20, and a D10. So there's three columns. You're starting with a D30, then the D20, and then the D10. So you get a roll of two. You get burnt tree, and then the second part, court, and then the description, damp and echoing. Then there's a quick merchant or street vendor table. That's got four columns, each D20. So, I mean, you either roll one and go straight across or, you know. You know how it works. I don't need to explain this to you folks. There's, uh, at the top of that one, there's uh, some percentages of, um, you know, whether whether the, uh, the seller is male or female, whether they're children, human, goblins, etc., etc., see... You've got that, then you've got a quick tavern or in patron table, which are once again four columns, D20. Then there's a list, uh, sort of a, an A to A to Z list of unusual trades. Let's have a look at Z. Oh, it's not A to Z, it's A to W. <laughs> oh. uh, all right, let's go W then. A wobbler man. That's the last entry. Someone who escorts a drunken person to their home acting as a bodyguard. It's often cheaper for the person paying to get robbed. (laughs) Uh, And then we've got the OGL at the back. So that's about it. I've rambled on for 20 odd minutes there. Longer than I wanted to. But I hope you find that of some value. I think I'll I'll have to give it a better treatment in future. But I was just so excited. I wanted to record something. And so I did. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you later.